This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. I'm your host, Eric Salison. Joined alongside me, over the phone, of course, as we practice social distancing during this during this tough time, during this pandemic, um, is Chris. Chris, how are we doing, man? Doing all right. Allergies are kicking in. It's not a fun time. It gets warm out. Allergies are kicking in, though. I'll say this right now. This thing is getting worse and worse by the day. I mean, I know we recorded last week with uh, – you You were in here with Matt, um, and we did yeah. an episode about free agency and everything like that. But we, when when they say to practice social distancing, you have I think at this point you kind of – you really, really have to do it. I just had an online class recently, and all they did was talk about it. And there's a lot of people not pay t- paying attention to the rules, still going out, and not a care in the world because people think they're invincible. But – it's very important we stay inside during this hard time that we're going through with the coronavirus, man. This thing has got to blow over. Uh, there's a timeline right now which says that this should blow over in maybe a couple months. We don't even know. There's no cure right now. But, you know, th- this is a, this might be our new norm for a little while if we're going to stay talking over the phone, talking sports. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it, but this might have to yeah. be our, our new norm from <laughs> now on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of how the whole world is. Like you said, we have online classes, people working from home, so... Uh, it's definitely strange and it kind of sucks, you know, people getting spring fever and now we can't go outside, but definitely understand why. Oh, and it's a beautiful day right now in Jersey. Exactly. Yeah, and we've been having some good days, so I, I guess you, you could see people that can't control themselves and they got to go outside, but you can, as <laughs> as the uh, the governor said, we can go outside, I think like once a day or something like that, for like a walk or something like that. Yeah, you're allowed to go on a walk. Dude, uh, once they announced that, everyone is walking or jogging. Now that they say that there's a whole pandemic yeah. out there that you want to go walk and jog outside with a mask on, <laughs> like you couldn't do that before. I, yeah, yeah. But I, I've I've been seeing that a lot. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Everyone's home again, working from home. So I guess you know, if you, if you can, you can, because most of the time you don't have time to do it. But um, exactly. So free agency is still going on right now. Um, a lot has happened ever since we recorded last time, especially contract details surrounding Tom Brady. So let's jump right into it. So Tom Brady did end up signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still can't really wrap my head around it, but it's TB to TB. <laughs> um, we'll have to see how all that unfolds. And maybe there's some news, and there hasn't been any circulation around it, that he wants to bring Antonio Brown wherever he's signed. So maybe they make a chase yeah. after Antonio Brown. We'll have to see. I think Bruce Arians would probably like to make that move. I feel like at this point – He's the coach, but he's now accommodating to his quarterback, who is now Tom Brady, which is absolutely insane how he's, he's signed there. I still can't wrap my head around it, man. But the more I see him in these Photoshop jerseys of, the, of him being in a Buccaneers uniform, um, the more real it gets, obviously, because it's, it's official. Well, yeah, I mean, those, those people that are, that are cropping those in, uh, they're actually getting new uniforms the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so, so that's not, not even going to be the jersey. Yeah, that's not even what he's going to look like. <laughs> Watch it be ugly, um, uglier than that for some reason. Like, for, I don't know what it, what it is with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uniform, but when I look at it, it's like it looks good sometimes, but then when you like you like tilt your head or something like that, you're just like, this is not a good uniform. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, you I have, like, look at it too long. Yeah, I'm split on it sometimes. Well, because they, they're coming out. They had a preview. The, the Bucks page tweeted out about three players. I can't remember the exact three players that it was, but they. Uh, revealed the jerseys and, and, and they were excited about them. They liked them, uh, whether that's real or they just had them do that for the thing. We'll never know. Uh, but a lot of people in the comments were, were wondering if they were bringing back the creamsicle. Uh, so we'll have to see. The creamsicle. Or they have like the uh, the like the, the brownie brown that they used to have. Yeah, yeah. You know? those, are the, uh, those are the two 
top ones actually that people are. Uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to see what that looks like. Why don't they I just know, like change be, their it, logo? I don't. There's I don't a know. lot of things you could do with the Buccaneer other than a, a flag. Like I, I kind of get it. Like you know, it, it makes sense. But like, you have the. We're gonna talk about this later. But you have like the Chargers and the Rams changing their logos, making them look uglier. I think the Buccaneers have some leverage that can make <laughs> theirs look at least ten times nicer. Learning from what they've seen so far. So, new quarterback. You know, new head coach as of last year. It's basically a whole new team. Oh, and and the Patriots are getting new jerseys. Are they really? Yeah, I forgot. Once you mentioned Tom Brady, I forgot to mention it. Yeah. So uh, the, the last time that they had those really old jerseys with, like, the logo on the side, like the Patriot logo, and they were all blue, that was right before Brady signed, and now they changed the jerseys right after he leaves. Wow. Well, so I think like everything's changing for the Patriots the now. They're, they're basically, yeah, it's, it is an end of a dynasty. So <laughs> I guess they're really solidifying it now that their quarterback for of a lifetime is now gone, going to Tampa Bay. But let's jump yeah. into his uh, contract details here. So officially, he signed a two-year, $50 million deal. All of it is guaranteed. $9 million in incentives, $4.5 million um, a year in incentives. Uh, I wrote that in the wrong place. That's for Todd Gurley. Uh, there's a no-trade <laughs> clause, and there's a no-tag clause. So he will be there for the two years. We get to fully see if he is a system quarterback or if he's not a system quarterback, who his weapons uh, are and how they're going to help him because over the past couple years, uh, the Patriots like to just recycle and bring in new players in each position, and and it's been working for them. But I think Tom Brady just really wants that number one wide receiver he's always had, and I think – I think he was content with the Patriots at the time when they got Antonio Brown, but due to the circumstances they were in with Antonio Brown, which what was with what was going on off the field, he didn't have it, and it kind of just went downhill from there as they released Josh Gordon. Um, and you know, he, he can only use Julian Edelman for so long. We went over this last week, like you know, that, that's your guy for life. But at what point in time are you going to bring someone in that's actually going to help? And again, Nikhil Harry didn't play half the season. We, you know, we, we were thinking like, oh, they're stacked. Like they got Josh Gordon, they got Nikhil Harry, Julian Edelman. Those guys are making another Super Bowl run, and it didn't end up happening. Um, but now he has Mike, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and you know, maybe they'll bring in another wide receiver again. We don't know if Antonio Brown will come but if that does end up happening it wouldn't surprise me either um but yeah that we're, we're gonna have to see how this all unfolds how has it been sitting in with you now that you see the deal it's legit he's gonna play with a different team under a new like under a new regimen it's a new it's a new place to go an actual warm place to go not in the cold um how do you feel about this deal and how do you feel about tom brady being a buccaneer i'll say it again we only we went over it last week too so yeah, I mean, it's definitely a strange occurrence. I, I didn't see him. I mean, anybody could go back and play the old podcast. Neither of us were really buying the whole narrative that he was actually going to leave. We figured, oh, it's just some, one of the media hyping it up. They're, they just want to, you know, talk about it, and he's going to end up resigning. It doesn't happen. Uh, but what I was more, you know, confused about with Tampa was the whole reason that Bruce Arians, or one of the main reasons he wanted to come back to coach, was he talked about James Winston. And how uh, you know he wanted to coach and kind of develop him, and uh, I mean obviously you're not going to pass upon Tom Brady, but it was it was just strange. And I, I figured you know the Chargers and I think you as well were, were thinking that was really going to be the destination he was going to land on. I mean, I, I really thought he was going to go to the Chargers if, if he was going to go anywhere. And I know we both didn't think he was going to leave because he he likes to bring in that kind of attention and everything like that. You, you could just tell at this point in his career, he's kind of just like, if I can tease that I'm going to another team, I can get some real buzz yeah. around my name. Um, and it has, and still is. Um, but yeah, it's just, 
I don't I don't know what else to say on it. We're just gonna have to see how this all unfolds, what their new jerseys look like, how Tom Brady performs in this scenario. And I don't know if you saw this too, but Bruce Arians, he like uh, I think he was asked how he reacted to Tom Brady picking the Buccaneers, and he was just like, "Am, am I? Is this real life? Like that's basically what he said." Yeah, <laughs> it is real I life, Bruce Arians. That. And this is an opportunity. He's he's gonna he's gonna seize it, man. Because he left the league not too long ago. He goes into the booth, hated it, comes back. He was you know he show, was shown a lot of interest by the Browns. Was shown a lot of interest by the Buccaneers. He picks the Buccaneers to to try to fix Jameis, and obviously that didn't work. He's now a free agent. And Jameis Winston ended up saying that uh, th- thanks for all, <laughs> thanks for uh, you know believing believing in me and you know utilizing me and 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 you know, having me as their starting quarterback, but I'll see you guys in February. What was that? I have no idea. What makes <laughs> you think you're going to the Super Bowl? That's a, That was a bold statement. Well, I think in both ends. I mean, obviously, on paper, their odds, the, the Bucks have now gone up because they, they acquired Tom Brady. But I feel like even both, no matter where Jameis ends up, if he ends up somewhere as a starting quarterback, or the Bucks. It's a bold statement on both ends, and, and it was just—I mean, honestly, I'm, it's just—I I don't know. When I saw that, I was laughing, and I looked at all the comments, and, and that was a theme. People were laughing, so it—it it seems no one really took it serious. I guess, but if he's going to be signed anywhere, I'm going to assume it's a backup role until he earns a starting job. Like I don't think he's just going to sign somewhere magically. Because like we said, we're going to listen. There's a lot of still. There's a lot of good free agent quarterbacks right now. Jameis is one of them if he could find a place he could actually fit into but it's also a big quarterback draft coming up and it's like where, yep. where are you going to find a place to go i don't know so like look at Mariota in the same exact position he left his original team where he was supposed to be the franchise quarterback these are the number one and two picks of that draft by the way Jameis being number yep. one going to the Buccaneers he's now a free agent uh Tom Brady taking his spot and then Mariota going to the Raiders on like a two-year deal aware, well aware that he's going to be in the backup role of Derek Carr so I don't know. That that was that, that I feel like that draft was uh, there was always a question mark on it cuz it's like can these guys carry an organization we don't know. So, and, and uh, now uh, we saw yeah, it. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're starting to see no. Uh no, it didn't exactly. Um so another another big big thing going on in the quarterback uh position is that Cam Newton was released by the Panthers. We went over on this podcast, and I don't know what's going on with the NFL, and I know it's a business, but why do we keep putting out there on social media and why do the head coaches keep putting out there that he's our guy moving forward? Like for example, this started with uh Josh Rosen. Cliff Kingsbury comes in, new head coach, and he was their number eleven pick or number tenth pick in the draft and he was supposed to go up higher. Um and, you know, the Cardinals take a chance on him. And he has one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And you bring in a new head coach to try to fix everything. And then Cliff King- Kingsbury goes, he's our guy. And the next thing you know, they end up trading him to the Dolphins. So it's like, and because he was interested in Kyler Murray and they picked Kyler Murray, he's offensive player of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year. And now they got some new weapons to work with. So it's like, yeah, you fixed it in that aspect. But what happened to this lie that you started with? And then you go to Cam Newton, where Matt Rule was so set on having him come back and, and work with the weapons they have right now. And you know, working with the, the new head coach and try and try to fix uh, parts of his game that maybe weren't working. And, and what we talked about it on this podcast as well, like I mentioned before, that we were a fan of it because it's like at least Matt, like Matt Rule has some time on his hands now because it's like you're going to find out if he can work with Cam Newton or not. And it turns out he gets rid of him and he signs Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year $60 million deal and they end up uh, – and, you know, and then Cam, and Cam Newton's released. So he can, and, and, uh, he can officially sign on anywhere he wants. Uh, what did you think of – this whole thing going down where 
they wanted him, they didn't want him, and, and now he's not even on the team anymore. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I figured, you know, he's had his injury problems, obviously. He hasn't played too much. Honestly, I feel like since, uh, I think it was 2015, when he won MVP. Since that point, I feel like he's been having a rough time between injuries and just stats not really where he wants them to be, uh, whether that's because of injuries or not, uh, you know, it, that that's up to you. But I just kind of feel like, you know, I, I figured they weren't going to run. No, he was, he was their franchise quarterback in my eyes. Uh, and then I saw that the Bears ended up picking up Nick Foles, and that's where I thought that Cam was going to go. Well, now it's not even anywhere. a possibility because they're going to pick up that huge contract by Nick Foles, and now that exactly. you're not going to sign Cam. There, there's no way you're doing that. This could end up biting exactly. uh, Matt Nagy uh, – in the behind, if this this thing doesn't work out, because again, <laughs> oh, he, yeah. he did work with Nick Foles, but whoop de do, you know, like it's a whole different time now. It's not the same as it was before. And when they did work with each other, when he was under uh, Andy Reid, both of them were. Uh, he was like the, the he was like the backup slash third string, and then Matt Nagy didn't have it wasn't like in like he wasn't known as the one of the better, more prominent like coach like coaches in the league at least at that point in time yeah. yet. So it's like who knows what happened, you know. Yeah, it's 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 going to be strange. I, I and I know we talked about the draft and, and how there's a lot of people that are going to be uh, probably drafting quarterbacks if they need them, uh, specifically the Bengals. But you know, you look at these free agent guys, and, and it's a tough time to be a free agent quarterback right now because you don't know if you get traded. Is it like Mariota where you get traded now you're going to be a backup and just sit around for a little bit, uh, or are you going to get like there's not many open positions because a lot of these guys that want quarterbacks are probably going to draft them. Uh, unless you're looking at a situation, you know, like Jake from where maybe he's not ready to uh, start right away, and you're going to draft him later on and, and bring on one of these guys, uh, or you know, you're worried about Tua, and you don't know if he's going to be ready for the season fully. But other than that, I don't, I don't see much landing spots for these these free agent quarterbacks. So Cam Newton's tenure with the Panthers, as it comes to an end after nine years, he was the number one pick over twenty, just over twenty nine thousand passing yards, first in franchise history, one hundred eighty two passing yards, first uh, passing touchdown, sorry, first in franchise history, four thousand eight hundred six rushing yards, fifty eight rushing touchdowns, first in franchise history. He had a Super Bowl appearance, which I still think they could have won if he just, you know. Like, I, don't, I don't know where Super Cam went that game, but he could have been a Super Bowl champion at this point. Probably could still be a Panther if that was the case. And he was the 2015 oh, yeah. NFL MVP. So he had a pretty stellar performance. A, I mean, that's an understatement in in the highest, is that he, he's a, he's still a really good quarterback. I think people are starting to forget. And, you know, he had some shoulder issues. But you also have to remember, um, and I'm going to find the post that I saw a little earlier, but in that Super Bowl he was in, in that Super Bowl run that he had, there wasn't a lot of weapons that he had to work with. He didn't have a number one wide receiver. At the time, Devin Funches was a rookie wide receiver. Yeah, he had him, I believe, Ted Ginn and Jericho Cotre. I believe yeah. that was it. Yeah, and I forgot Jericho Cotre was even a thing yeah. in 2015, and, I, and that wasn't even that long ago. Like I still remember that, that Super Bowl run to this day. It was one of the best things I've ever seen. And even after that, they still couldn't get a number one guy to come in because they kept Devin Funches to be their number one. And as soon as he leaves, yeah. they sign a, a technically a number one uh, uh, wide receiver unless they decide to, you know, to draft maybe a, um, some defensive players in the draft. Who knows if they want a wide receiver now? But they signed uh, they signed Robbie Anderson to a two year deal to, up to like twenty million dollars. So that's the number one he was been, he's been looking for this whole time, and now he doesn't have him. Like, what was the last number one wide receiver he had? Sam, uh, Steve Smith, right? 
almost said Sam Smith, the Steve singer. Smith, Smith. or uh, <laughs> Calvin Benjamin, one of those two. And not, and not even Calvin Benjamin because that year on that Super Bowl run, he was supposed to be there technically their number one, and he didn't even play. And he comes back the next year, yep. and it's just like this guy who isn't the he same as he was like before. He came back like 30 pounds heavier. Yeah, and it, it just <laughs> – so he's got to go somewhere obviously that, that where he has some help. And I think the best place he can go right now, and I don't think they're going to be – confident in Tyrod Taylor going into the season I think there's no way and it's obvious now it's the Chargers I think that's a, a pretty good destination for him to go I'm seeing him being photoshopped in the powder blues and I'm like I could see it I could totally see it I think he should yeah. go there um and, and you're seeing these quarterbacks I mean like you know obviously they're not in the same you know category of elite I, w- I would say like a Tom Brady or a uh you know Drew Brees who signed two year 50 million two year 60 million dollar deals but you have guys like Kirk Cousins who I think I would take Cam over Kirk Cousins at this point in time. I, I think he's probably in a better position if he does go to the Chargers. What kind of deal should the Chargers give him? Because Kirk Cousins, reason why I bring him into this discussion, is he signed that three-year $84 million deal. All of it was guaranteed, and then he extends before the the, the deal is even finished on a two-year deal, which was worth up to, like, what, $60 million or something like that? He got so a it's like, money, yeah. I think Cam is in a good <laughs> position if he goes into discussions with the Chargers to probably get a solid deal with them. I, th- what kind of deal do you think you should get? To me, I think it should be like a two-year, forty million, you know, t- kind of thing. You know, I don't, I don't think it should add up to the amount that Tom Brady or Drew Brees are getting. But I think if they do break the bank on Cam, I think you have some reasonable years for those two years. And if you want to extend them, uh, maybe bring the price tag down. I don't know if two years, forty million sounds too much to you. And again, I know contract talks from just us two who aren't NFL officials or I mean NFL like in that market where we are agents or anything like that. But a lot, a lot of the numbers out there, depending on the quarterback market, that number could come close to what Cam could get. So what kind of deal do you think he should get if he does go to LA? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I think the the deal that you said is is pretty on par with where I was looking at it. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, if, it gives the Chargers that opportunity to where they're, they're, they kind of know what they're getting, but they're not positive because he, he did have the surgery. He is going to be a little bit different uh, than he has been, and he is going to be very different than what they've been using in Phillip Rivers. Uh, but a two-year deal, I feel like, is perfect in terms of if they want to draft a quarterback maybe in the second or third round, one of those quarterbacks that isn't fully established, you know, people that we mentioned earlier. Um, it gives them time to get to develop behind Cam, and, you know, in two years, if, if this isn't working out for them, Two years is not a very long time, uh, and then they have the successor to step up right there, and he's still young at that point. What sounds more reasonable to you if the Chargers, and, and I know a lot of people are going to be thinking otherwise, but if the Chargers ended up drafting a guy like Herbert maybe at the sixth pick, right, or they end up drafting someone later, maybe like a Jake Fromm who's not projected to be a first-round pick or maybe a Jordan Love or something like that. I don't know where the, some of these teams are positioned in order to get a quarterback, but say just throwing those names out there. Would it be smarter for him to go for Herbert first round he leave him. You leave him behind Cam Newton for those two years. If that first year doesn't work, sure you got to pay Cam that money, whatever. But you put in uh, Herbert, and you're pretty much good to go. And you know Anthony Lynn. I don't think he's trying to waste any time here. You have a roster where you're kind of geared more towards winning than you are rebuilding, and that's kind of why yeah. people were pointing Tom Brady to go to L.A. because for one thing, he grew up in L.A. Um, and in California. Yep. Um, but now that's not the case anymore. But so you have a guy like Cam Newton who could fit that system even better under. Uh, Anthony Lynn and probably could help them out a lot more than Tyrod Taylor can if I'm being quite honest so or, or do you think they take one maybe a little later in the second round or third round like you mentioned a second ago 
and maybe draft a defensive player in the first round, or maybe an offensive lineman uh, to help out maybe? What's the smarter choice, do you think? Because there's a lot of teams out there that probably would make that kind of move, bringing in a quarterback, because the Colts could be in that position too. They, I mean, they signed uh, Phillip Rivers to that one-year deal worth $25 million. Yeah. So it's like he's not a forever long-term deal, but he, he's going to hold them above water maybe this year just to fill in the shoes of you know, Jacoby Brissett, but even more so Andrew Luck, who was supposed to play for them last season before he re- his shocking retirement. So it's like they're kind of at a standstill right now. So maybe those guys – you know, we'll get a quarterback as well. Maybe even get Herbert also. So what's the smarter choice? I know I've been stretching this question out too long, but I just wanted to give you all the details. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like, you know, it's almost positive. It's a fact at this point that I believe Joe Burrow is going to be getting picked number one overall by the Bengals. 100%. Uh, so, you know, he's he's already gone. And I think, you know, there's, another, there's a solid, like, four or five more quality quarterbacks, I believe, that, you know, could, could be all right within the uh, – within the league. They might not necessarily be starters right off the bat, but I think they'd be quality. It's a good quarterback draft, uh, as we have mentioned. So I feel like at that, in that aspect, if, uh, you know, again, we don't know the full positions. I know that the Chargers are a little bit earlier in the first round. Yeah, I haven't pulled that uh, but too, I, 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 Yeah, but I feel like that they'll, they'll still be able to get a good position in the second round in order to get one of those quarterbacks, you know, like a from okay. or a, a, a lover or someone yeah. like that that we mentioned. Yeah, I guess. Do you, have, uh, you have a pick? Uh, yeah, so the Chargers have the sixth pick. I don't see the Colts for some reason. I don't know why. I'm literally on NFL.com. I don't know why I don't see it. So Did they, uh, I literally run through it. Yeah, I don't know. Because it was the Bengals number one pick, Redskins two, Lions three, Giants four, Dolphins five, Chargers six, Panthers seven, Cardinals eight, Jags nine, Browns ten, uh, Jets eleven, keep going down. You have Raiders, Niners, Bucks, Broncos, Falcons at sixteen. Uh, Cowboys 17, Dolphins, Raiders, Jags uh, from the Rams, uh, Eagles, Vikings at 22 from the Bills, uh, from the Stephon Dix trade, then the Patriots at 23, 24 Saints, Vikings 25, uh, Dolphins 26, Seahawks 27, 28 Ravens, Titans, Packers, last pick in the first round, actually uh, last pick in the first round is the Chiefs, the 31 pick is the Niners since we missed them, so... No Colts in sight there, but uh, I think it does tell me maybe where the pick went. Because I don't know if I'm missing anything. Yeah. Like, what kind of drastic trade did they make to get rid of? The I know pick? that's what I'm trying to think of too. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, I guarantee it's such an obvious trade, and we're just you know forgetting it. Most likely, but it's all right. <laughs> but now <laughs> but we know they're not even in the first round. round, so they're not in a position either. So the Chargers might even be in play to make a decision to take a Herbert or something like that. What, is, what are the uh, Chargers in the second round? What pick are they? I'm uh, currently in the first, so I don't know where to go for the second round on here. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'll pull it up as we go, but that's surprising to me. Yeah, but, but, yeah, I feel like, you know, in that aspect, if you're not going to start the quarterback, if you sign somebody like him to, like, a two-year deal, there's no reason in my eyes to draft a quarterback. You know, in my eyes, that's wasting a first-round pick. Because you're not going to start him. You might as well pick up uh, one of your needs at that point and know in the second or third round, you know, depending on how the draft is going. All right, I got the the picks for the the Colts here. Okay. So they had a 7-9 record, so they probably should have been up there, but that number one pick is not there. They have a a second-round pick, uh, which is the 34th pick from the Redskins. They have the 44th pick in round two as well. They have a round three pick, a fourth-round pick. 
fifth round and sixth and no seventh rounder. So no first, no seventh rounder. So they are very early on in the in the second round with number 34. So two picks after the last pick in the first round. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I could see, uh, realistically, I see uh, in the first round maybe the, uh, the obviously we mentioned Burrow, uh, maybe also you throw in the Dolphins in there uh, in that first round. Maybe uh, that's it for now in terms of quarterbacks. So I think the yeah. Chargers could still get somebody indefinitely in the second round. That that could be a quality backup. That could be their future uh, if they were to bring on a, a free agent, you know, like like Cam or, you know, there is still Jameis Winston and still Andy Dalton. I know uh, we've been talking about Cam, but still there's there's them two as well that they could sign. So, I'll say this uh, they, right, they I'll do say, have options. I'll say this right now, and this could get very messy early on in this first round. I know we got much more to talk about, but just looking at it, like right in front of me, obviously the Bengals want Joe Burrow. I think that's a given. But number two, I, we've been hearing that the Redskins want to bring in a guy like Tua, but I think the Dolphins are also very interested in Tua as well. Uh, but you have the Lions yeah. at three. So that means Chase Young would still be on the board. Um, Lions do have a need for um, – who do they have at end right now? They still currently oh, have Trey yeah. Flowers, but who do they have on the other side? Uh, did they pick I, – I, they picked up a lot of Patriots guys. I'm not, That's I'm what not I'm sure saying. they yeah, picked they did. up. Because I know that they got uh, Van Noy, but he's a linebacker. Uh, honestly, what I'm thinking they're going to do – is they're going to go after, uh, I think it's Okuda or someone, that, that corner. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because they, they did lose Slay. You're right. Yeah so. yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they go after one of the better corners at that aspect if they're not going after Chase I'm, Young, like if he's off the board. That makes me very happy now because he is one of the higher projected corners in the league, and the Giants also had him on, his, on their list, and they also had um, Isaiah Simmons on their list. But if Chase yeah. Young drops to number four, where they almost, they basically lost that number two spot because they beat the Redskins in overtime in the last game of the regular season. Yeah. That would be the biggest steal, probably in draft history, for the Giants. The fact that they didn't haven't had an edge rusher Ed Rusher in a while, and they haven't had that like a stud, like, you know, pass rushing dude that they had in a while. And yes, they're gonna mm-hmm. bring back they brought back Leonard Williams, but if they do end up bringing Chase Young, having him on that other side, and then, you know, just having them two for one year, I think, could definitely benefit because I don't think Leonard Williams has much of he he doesn't bring much of a pass rush. I think Chase Young is the type of guy who could do that. That would be insane. Well, no. That's why I'm saying this can get very messy because then you have number five, six, and seven where the Chargers could be in play for you know Isaiah Simmons or um, or the Dolphins could, but uh, the Dolphins are going to be in a tough situation where if they don't get Tua, they could draft. They could you know trade back who knows so well i mean another thing that i just thought of that that could possibly work is uh i mean the the giants have gone very heavy i think they've gotten two, at least two maybe three linebackers within free agency um so what what i could see i i think would be uh, i think a smart move um would be something if they were to maybe try to trade up and maybe offer um you know their first round to swap with someone, and if you know if, if one of those teams wants something else out of it, they do have Leonard Williams that you know they franchise tag. Maybe they don't want to keep him around; they could use him as well to, to trade. That would be phenomenal if you also got rid of him too. But that's what I'm saying. You but if that up, opportunity get, presents itself, where you can get Chase Young, grab it, and just run with it, because you <laughs> weren't supposed to have him in the first place, and you got lucky that oh, yeah. the Redskins brought in a guy like uh, Ron Rivera to probably have a quarterback battle that 
probably won't be worth it because I don't know why. It, it, I don't know if you can answer me this. Why does he want to bring in Tua to battle with Dwayne Haskins if he was your number one pick the year prior? And I know he wasn't the head coach then, but it's like if you're the GM, that doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I wouldn't want to bother that because at that point, it's like the same thing with Rosen. You look at the same situation, exact same situation with Rosen. You try to trade him away, no one's biting. It's not like, you know, oh, wow, he's this big secret that he's so good and everyone wants him. No one's going to want Dwayne Haskins then if he's a backup because they're going to say, a rookie quarterback, I know Tua is very talented, but a rookie quarterback came in and took his job, so why would we want take this guy and, and then use him and then get something, you know, give something good up for that. Yeah, I hope that so doesn't become a new norm. I, that's something I don't want to see at all because it's just a waste. Like, these GMs are just drafting quarterbacks blindly. Well, not blindly. They know who they're getting. But if you next year, if you're in that position to get another quarterback, and but you have a new head coach, who knows what could change with that quarterback with the new head coach? You don't know. But that, exactly. honestly, it's just a waste. And you, there's a lot more spots to fill other than quarterback. And I know it's kind of like no quarterback, no hope type thing. But it's like yeah. you kind of have one, and you use that first round pick. Why not see it through instead of trading them away? Exactly. I mean, I'm a huge advocate. I still, right now, believe uh, you know Josh Rosen. I still think he deserves somewhat of a chance. He really didn't get much of a chance. You have these guys that uh, you know these very high draft picks in the past history, where uh, you know they they basically are set up to succeed, and, and they end up being busts. But I feel like it was a complete opposite for him. I feel like. He was set up for failure, and, and, you know, there was really no chance. He was in, obviously, we saw, you talked about the whole situation in Arizona. Then he goes to um, Miami, and then, then he decides they're going to use Fitzpatrick over him. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like he's, I still think he's a relatively talented quarterback. I still think, you know, I think personally with the, the Dolphins, what they need to do, what they should have done last year is they should have found what talent he has. I mean, it got to a certain point where you guys weren't going to go anywhere anyway. Like you, Ryan Fitzpatrick is obviously not your long-term answer. I would have seen what you could get out of him. And at that point, you know, maybe you don't have to draft a quarterback in, in the first round coming up. Maybe you have their guy and uh, you can focus on someone else. But, but now you never know. And now you're going right after essentially two or something like that. Right. All right. So I'll move forward here because we got a lot left on this list to go over. Um, and back to the Panthers for a second, right? They signed sure. – this is a time where XFL players are allowed to sign with teams in the NFL. And the first prominent one that came around was P.J. Walker, who was uh, the passing yep. yards leader and the passing touchdowns leader in the XFL before the cancellation of their season. He signs with the Panthers. He played under Matt Rule at Temple. This is a phenomenal signing here because if you sign him to back up a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, and I think Teddy Bridgewater should be fine considering the way he played – the year prior, and I don't think that ACL is lingering on him or yeah. anything like that. He's a pretty good backup to have, and I think he could it could translate into the NFL the way he played in the XFL, from what I saw at least. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I, I think I kind of knew it was going to happen. I mean, not the Panthers, but I kind of figured once I I heard that they got the okay to be able to sign with NFL players uh, with NFL teams, I figured he was going to be one of the first, if not the first person to go. So. And now he's with uh, the Panthers with his old head coach. So we'll have to see what happens. Uh, what are the chances if there's ever if there's a quarterback if there's a quarterback battle or anything like that? And I know Teddy Bridgewater's deal is like you have to play him considering the amount you're paying. Yeah. Him. But what if PJ Walker just comes in and just slings it and he just takes a spot? How weird would that be? It, I mean, it, at that point, you know, we're going back to what we just said. You kind of wasted instead of a pick. You're now wasting money. 
I think they I think they already wasted Teddy when they signed him. Because you could tell that, like, yeah, like I mean, listen, three or sixty million. That was probably their best bet, and it is a lot of money for sure. But it's like I oh, see yeah. more of a future of Teddy Bridgewater just being that first year. The, the first year he comes in is probably not one of the best years he's going to have. I still think this is going to be one of the worst teams in that no. division. I, yeah, I mean, uh, it is a very tough division to be fair there, uh, especially with his situation. You know, you have the Saints who are pretty much established. They, they're not really rebuilding, so you kind of know what you're going to get out of them. Uh, the Bucks just brought somebody in, you know, Tom Brady we talked about. They're making some moves with a new coach. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're, I guess you would say, rebuilding a little bit. Um, not as stable as the Saints in that division. Falcons are kind of in the same boat where they're on that, you know, rotating loop of offensive coordinators every other every two years. Uh, so I feel like they're one of those teams that they can't really get into a groove. Uh, so they're not a shooting to win a division either. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a diff it's a difficult division. I feel like because there's so much uncertainty, other than as of right now, the Saints. There is, and like I mentioned before, Robbie Anderson signed a two-year, twenty million dollar deal, uh, yep. twelve million in his first year with the Panthers. What do you think of the signing? What do you think of the contract details? And why didn't the Jets bring him back? Because I know they probably could have paid that same amount of money if they wanted to. They yeah, they definitely could have. I mean, I know that he's had some issues. Uh, I don't know about the coaching within the coaching. Uh, but I know he's had some some legal issues, like outside of being on the field and all that. So I don't, I don't know if that had to some play into why they didn't want to bring him back. Um, I mean, I kind of figured the second that he was testing free agency, I, I didn't think they were going to be bringing him back. Um, I figured, you know, if they really wanted him, they they would have offered him a decent amount of money. And I, ultimately, I think what happened was they they saw what was getting offered to him, and they just didn't want to offer that money to him. That is not what they personally thought he was worth. Uh, so they obviously just let him walk. Um, I mean, I think he's a pretty good fit. I think he's a good receiver. I think he's just had problems as of recently with quarterbacks. I feel like uh, the quarterback play, you know, he's more of that kind of downhill threat, uh, a long ball kind of guy. That That's where he, he specializes. And I feel like as of recently, that's not really how the, the Jets have been playing. So he hasn't really been able to succeed in that kind of system. From what I've heard is that they let him walk so that they can draft a guy like Judy – or C.D. Lamb, yeah. and I think that would be absolutely fire for Sam Darnold's well, yeah, development. That makes sense, yeah. And there's and or Henry Ruggs or something like that. This is also a big wide receiver draft, so they'll probably try to take advantage of that, and they probably save some money in their cap space from that. So maybe letting him walk oh, yeah. was the better idea, but bringing him into the Panthers now, like we mentioned before, with the whole Cam thing, it's like now you want to bring in a guy worth that money to help Cam Newton, and it's like that didn't work before. It's like. You're not going to win games with just C.J. McCaffrey and Cam Newton. It's just not going to happen. But now you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, who now has that weapon to work with, as well as others. Who else is in their wide receiver uh, positions right now for them? Uh, for the Panthers? Yeah. Uh, they have, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the young guy for his name. Uh, they literally just drafted him. So they have D.J. Moore. That, yeah, him. They have Seth That's Roberts, Keith Kirkwood, Robbie Anderson, Pharaoh Cooper. I didn't even know Pharaoh Cooper was still in the league. He just signed with them like recently, maybe like a couple days ago. But yeah, that's where they're at right now in terms of wide receiver depth. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, probably the one and two. But they still kind of need a Most solidified. Likely, yeah. They still need a solidified third guy. I don't know if Seth Roberts and Pharaoh Cooper are those guys. 
maybe we'll see one drafted this year because I think they like drafting wide receivers late in the later rounds, hoping they become something, and that was DJ Moore. So. Yeah, and, and the other thing is one of their big losses, they were they Greg Olson, who uh, he was essentially their best receiver as a tight end. So. Uh, well, in the, in the past like two years, I don't think so. Yeah, I would say then. But, he has a problem with his uh, foot going on. And I was going to say, he's been having some injuries there, but, but you know, you figure you're bringing in a newer quarterback, and we always say they like to look at their tight ends as going to be his best friend to start. Um, losing Greg Olson definitely hurt as well. Uh, I, I mean, I know he wasn't going to be a long-term option. He would have been out the next few years anyway, but uh, just not a lot of depth on uh, receiving I wouldn't be surprised if McCaffrey gets a lot of yards as a, in the receiving game. Oh, yeah, 100%. All right, so but we'll see how the whole Panthers thing unfolds. We kind of went on about the Panthers for a very long time. I'm sure that hurts you since it's in your division, but that's what's currently going on right now. We'll get to the parts that you'll like, I promise. But Melvin Gordon signs a two-year deal, uh, 16 million, uh, up to $16 million, and $13 million of it is guaranteed with the Broncos. Same division as the Chargers. Um this deal makes no sense to me. As we mentioned on uh, the podcast last week, uh, there was reports going around that there was a big chance he was going to sign with the Bills, which I probably wouldn't have minded. It actually sounds like a pretty nice deal for Josh Allen, especially since they now have Stephon Diggs and everything like that, and they did pretty solid last year. They made it to the playoffs in the first round um, before yeah. they gave up their massive lead to the Texans, but their defense is still top, top-notch, and they still are signing guys, and they actually just signed, or they re-signed, right, EJ Gaines, uh, I think like an hour or two ago. Yes. Today, yeah. so they're bringing guys back, um, which they're keeping guys in house, which is very nice. But Melvin Gordon to the Broncos, that running back room is very strange because it started with Philip Lindsay, who was the undrafted running back, Denver native, and then they they draft Royce Freeman, and I think in the third round is where he was drafted, um, which is a pretty safe place to pick a running back in terms of drafting. Yeah. And he's actually not too bad. He actually he actually stole some work from Philip Lindsay as opposed to the last year where Philip Lindsay was uh you know a pro like a pro bowler. He was basically the, he got a thousand yards rushing uh for an undrafted free agent in his first year. So it was kinda like, Oh, I guess they're going with Philip Lindsay, that's what it seems like. But they, they kind of split this year. And now they bring in Melvin Gordon on a deal where it's a lot a lot of money. And you're probably and you're not paying those other two running backs anything close to that amount due to the fact they're still on their rookie deals. But it's like, how does that all work now? Because Melvin Gordon, to me, is a guy who can receive. He could run. He's that number one guy you want to use in that backfield. But Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman could still be utilized too, maybe in some goal line work. So in terms of like fantasy, I don't know if you should stay away. It, it kind of doesn't make much sense to me as to why the Broncos needed him and are paying him this much. Because it's kind of like. I talked about this with you before, you know. We even started recording. It's like you might as well give him all the sixteen million if you're if you're giving him thirteen million probably already guaranteed. Um, but what do you think of this signing? And it's going to be weird seeing him in a Broncos uniform. That's just me, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I was not happy about it. I didn't see the appeal to it. I uh, just wasn't a fan of it. But I did read up that apparently uh, a big there were other teams that were giving him offering him a little bit more money. Uh, but the reason he was very intrigued by the fact that he would be playing the Chargers twice a year, and that that's ultimately what helped him make his decision. I hate that because that can come back to bite you any time. And and yes, and everybody's argument under that was, well, didn't he hold out because he wanted more money? Yeah, exactly. So and and now he goes and takes less money. 
yeah, he did because essentially, if he did end up getting, he did get tagged and he didn't show up, and the amount you get paid for the tag is up to like what, fifteen million or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And he ended up extending it two years, getting one million extra than he what he would have gotten. So I don't know, maybe he just wanted to get out of there. Don't know why. I mean, I do, I do know yeah. why, but you know, now their guy over there in L.A. is going to be Austin Eckler because I was going to say. We mentioned this. He signed a massive deal with them, so it's like I guess they are they're going to be utilizing him. He's not going to just going to be their average everyday number two. He's going to be the guy. So Melvin Gordon goes to the Broncos. I'm not sure how they're going to split all this work between all three guys because all three guys are very very talented, especially Melvin Gordon, which is why they brought him in. But we'll have to see how that all works out. But I think that's going to be pretty solid for you know Drew Locke. I'm sure he's very very excited about this as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know what else to say on Melvin Gordon, but I know he was in play to probably to go to Atlanta, and uh, yeah, he was, he was in talks. They probably put a what put a pay in them the same amount of money, but instead you got a steal in Todd Gurley. I think we'll just have to see how that works out. Yeah, I agree with that. Speaking of Todd Gurley, I just want to get this out of the way because I have another couple other things to talk about. A lot of things to talk about still. Uh, Todd Gurley, uh, he did end up signing with the Falcons um, after being released by the Rams. Here are his contract details. So the Rams are paying him seven point five million. The the Falcons are paying him six million. Two point five million offsets, and then the total earnings are eleven million dollars. He's still the top three highest paid running back in the league. So it's an absolute steal for the Falcons in that aspect because you're paying him six million dollars. It's Todd Gurley, um, as opposed to Melvin Gordon, who you probably would have had to pay the same amount and probably give him all that guaranteed money as well. So I say it's a steal. Um, yeah, six million just for Todd Gurley, while the Rams are paying on the other half. Give me that every single day. But that, those are his contract details that we went over. Because I think last episode we said he was released, but he did not get picked up yet. I'm sure you're very excited about it. By the way, I looked at your Twitter like yesterday, and it's like in the your name that he he's on yep. the Falcons. So how excited yes, it is. are you for him to be on the Falcons? Because for you to do that on Twitter, you got to be hype about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the aspect of where I, I'm very aware that, uh, you know, there are some injury problems with him and, and so forth. Um, but the one reason or the main reason I'd be more optimistic in terms of that, I guess I would say, is because uh, you have brought it up in, in the past. that The Falcons do utilize multiple running backs. It's not, uh, you know, what was happening with the Rams where he was the workhorse. He was basically every down running and killing himself and getting tons of yards, tons of touchdowns tons of touches, uh, but, you know, he started to, to burn out towards the end of the season. I don't see that happening with Atlanta uh, because, you know, one, they do like to utilize multiple guys back there, and two, Dirk Cutter does not like utilizing running backs as much, uh, so I don't see him as, like, being the priority in that offense. Uh, but, yeah, I was very, very excited. I actually um, went to bed, woke up, and I had ESPN on, and that was the first thing that I saw when I woke up was Todd Gurley is signing with the Falcons on a one-year deal, and I was very excited. And what's crazy is the Falcons don't ever make crazy deals like that. No, they don't. So it was very surprising That's to see that. He comes back to Georgia, so I'm sure he's very excited about that. Oh, yeah, he posted a uh, video today, basically like a hype video, I guess you would call it, and it was just kind of him, like, you know, from when he started in college and then getting drafted and kind of being like, okay, I'm coming home. Yep, so... uh and no, we're staying in the same division again, but it's the next thing on my list. Emmanuel Sanders <laughs> signs a two-year, $60 million deal worth up to $19 million with the Saints. Cowboys were in pursuit of him, but ended up losing out on him to the Saints. I think he could have probably fit very well in both places. But now he gets to work um, with uh, 
I would say, you know, a, a more experienced, definitely, uh, a, a quarterback in terms of, of talent and, um, you know, Hall of Fame dude, Drew Brees. He gets to work with him. I'm sure he's excited. So who are the past uh, quarterbacks Emmanuel Sanders has worked with? So he was previously a Steeler, which a lot of people forget. He was on the Steelers earlier in his career. Yeah, he's uh, a big Ben there. So he did have Big Ben, and then he ended up going to the Broncos. And who did he mess around with there? He had Trevor Simeon. He had Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning for a little while. I know I said Trevor Simeon first, Paxton. but for some reason I remember him throwing throwing to Emmanuel Sanders a lot. Uh, Case yeah, Keenum. Yeah, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum. Drew Locke, obviously. Drew Locke. And, Joe Flacco. Yep. So, And then he ends up playing with Jimmy Garoppolo on the Niners when he got traded. So, yep. you know, he's played with some solid quarterbacks and a lot of not-so-solid quarterbacks, but now he plays with Drew Brees, who's officially back for two years, so they have a lot of, a lot of time to work with one another. And both on two-year deals. So it's like it's either now or never for these guys. They better, you know, find that connection with one another. I think they, they can make it work for sure. Yeah, I think uh, more so now that I'm seeing that. Uh, I think more than ever with, with the moves that the, the teams around in my division that you're bringing up, I think this uh, goes to show in the first round of the Falcons the smart moves to, to pick up a D-back in, in the draft. Uh, so we let go our basically our number one corner, the walk. Uh, so yeah, hoping that we can draft someone to cover these guys. Uh, you're gonna have to, and I mean the Falcons over the past couple of years haven't been able to draft well, so you better hope you do. Nope. So we'll have to see. We uh, will. I'm, every time the off season is not a fun time to be a Falcons fan, and I feel like the the regular season isn't either. So I feel like there's just no good time to be a Falcons fan, honestly. I mean, it was a good time to be a Falcons fan when they went to that Super Bowl, but I think it just went downhill from then. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, like I said, like you mentioned, the Todd Gurley signing, that is very unlike the Falcons to do. Same thing with, we talked about on the last podcast, bringing on Dante Fowler. That is not like the Falcons to, to sign guys like this. Uh, I don't know if it's because their, their staff realizes that, you know, they're kind of on the chopping block. It, it just does not get turned around. Um, but it, it's just one of those things where, Nothing, you know, extravagant ever seems to happen. Uh, last year, they trade up in the draft. They pick the first round. Their their first round pick, they, they pick up an offensive lineman. They trade up. I go, thank God they're going to get a, a defensive lineman or a corner or something, and they get another offensive lineman. That was just not happening. <laughs> and they, I don't think they, either of them played either, like a lot of the season this Most year. Most of the season they were yeah, out. They were out. So, that, yeah. <laughs> I'm praying for you. Anyway. Uh, Travis Benjamin signs a one-year deal with the Niners. That's something you didn't hear about before we started recording, but he did, and that actually made some big news because it's like, why is Travis Benjamin going to the Niners on a one-year deal such a big deal? Is because he could probably stretch the field pretty well. It's another good weapon for Jimmy Garoppolo. He likes to spread the ball around. Um, I think mm-hmm. he, he could be pretty solid for them. I don't know if it's a better replacement for Emmanuel Sanders. The fact that he did go to the Saints and bring in Travis Benjamin is going to be the same thing. I don't know. But we'll have to see it all how it all works out because you know Debo what? Samuel is a wide receiver and he could help you out in some slant routes and stuff like that. But with all these yeah. end rounds, I think he's going to be more, you know, of a different style, a different style type player than instead of being your everyday average wide receiver. Well, yeah, I feel like uh, Benjamin can also be utilized in their return game, so that definitely helps them as well in that aspect if they want to use it. Right, exactly. Um, Eric Ebron signs a two-year, uh, twelve million dollar deal with the Steelers. I like this signing. Uh, there's not a lot of weapons they could use currently right now, so maybe they draft another one. Yep. Uh, so who knows? But there's a lot of options in this draft, so that would be nice. 
Um, they have Juju, obviously, Eric Ebron. Um, honestly, who else is on that lineup that you could think of? James Washington and Deontay Johnson. James what? Okay. James Washington. I forgot about him. Who was the other one? Deontay. Yeah. Deontay Johnson. I think that's his name. Yeah, and, and that's a smaller name. But receiver. if you were to talk to any Steelers fan, they would mention that name as if everyone should know who that is. Yeah. Even though we don't. So it's like I think they're trying to compensate for that. I definitely do think they draft one, but I think Eric, Eric Ebron's a pretty solid tight end to have. But the thing is, I think the the Steelers, I don't know if they run a two tight end set, but I feel like they don't necessarily go to one tight end in particular. Yeah, I, I feel like ever since... Uh, they still have Vance McDonald, so... I don't know how big of a signing this will be, but that pushes Eric Ebron to the number one guy just because of the amount he's getting paid. Vance McDonald is still pretty solid, but they don't throw to him as much. So we'll have to see how they utilize both of those guys. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Uh, Eric Ebron, it's been the tale of two teams. I feel like, you know, he got drafted in the first round with Detroit. wasn't really what they wanted, had problems catching. Goes to Indianapolis, seems to have a great fit that first year. Basically what everyone wanted him to be. Then last year goes back to being the same Eric Ebron he was before. Uh, so maybe this is going to be a good year for him. Maybe this is finally the fit that will help him out. Who knows? Yeah, we'll have to see. I, I still think it's a good place for him to go. But, again, two-year deal, kind of pick it, you know, play it safe. I like Eric Ebron. You see what he did with Andrew, a guy like Andrew Luck. Let's see what he does with a guy like Big Ben. Uh, Rashawn Melvin signs a one-year, $2.25 million deal with the Jags. And at the time when I was writing for Michigan Sports and Entertainment, I had to report on a lot of the injuries that were going on week in and week out. And Rashawn Melvin was on that list every single week. And it was like Detroit <laughs> fans are waiting for this guy to be healthy to actually play. And it just didn't end up happening. Um, I still think he's a pretty good. it's a pretty good signing by the Jags. We'll have to see how that works out for him. But it's kind of a prove-it-year type thing. And maybe you can get picked up by a more contending team the next year. But, yeah, Rashawn Melvin, get healthy. I think he could be a phenomenal play for the Jags. Uh, Dontari Poe signs with the Cowboys. He is now side-by-side -side with uh, Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy signed a three-year deal with the Cowboys as well. Cowboys are stocking up on their defense, even though they're missing on missing some guys. You know, they get rid of a guy like Byron Jones, who's pretty solid as well. Um, but I think this defense, um, they're putting the money in the in the right places. And I think Dontari Poe, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a massive deal, but also bringing in – uh, Gerald McCoy, that's going to be a huge step up because you take a look at a guy like Ndamukong Sue, who was beside, um, I think, I think it was the NFL sack leader for both years or something like that. Who was he next to? Yeah, he was the, obviously he was next to Aaron Donald, but who was the who was before that? It was Gerald McCoy as well, right? Uh, he was on Tampa, so yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, right before he left, so it's like, yes. you put these two guys together, I think they could be a pretty good pairing. I would say, on the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, and then they still have uh, their, their main guy at their defensive end. Um, Lawrence. What's his name? Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, yeah. And, I mean, I, I, what it seemed like they're trying to do is they got rid of Byron Jones. Obviously, they decided not to pay him. Um, but I feel like by drafting these defensive linemen, you're not going to need that better safety back there because you're going to hope that the pressure could get there sooner so that you know, you're know you not relying on that secondary as much. They're going to have some good pass rushes here, definitely, for sure, with these signings. So. Hats off to the Cowboys for sure for making those types of signings. We talked about this also. This is a, this is a bigger one than than you would think because Eric Ebron's deal was two years, twelve million dollars, to the Steelers. Eric Ebron did have a down year when they had to use Jacoby Brissett after kind of fumbling and not knowing what to do since they didn't have Andrew Luck, so they panic signed Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer for the time being. 
But now a guy like Tyler Eifert, who ha- who struggles to stay on the field, he's unhealthy all the time. But when he is healthy, he does pretty solid. He was healthy this year, didn't get hurt, I don't think. But it was a couple years ago where he actually did do pretty solid when he was beside um, – not beside, but playing with A.J. Green when he was healthy as well, those guys were a pretty solid offensive, you know, offensive weapons to have. But he signs with the Jags now on a two-year, $15.5 million deal. The Jags sign him to this type of deal. And if you haven't realized it yet, the Bears signed Jimmy Graham to a two-year, $16 million deal. A lot of that is guaranteed. I think it's like $9 million guaranteed. And there's a no-trade clause in Jimmy Graham's contract. It's .5 less that, than what for what Tyler Eifert is going to end up making this year. And both of those, and Jimmy Graham is healthy every year. Depending on his situation, he does find some pretty solid situations, I would say. I don't know how he's going to do on the Bears, but with Aaron Rodgers, it didn't go too well. But a lot of his career was also with the Seahawks, which is Russell Wilson, very solid quarterback, mm-hmm. one of the best in the league. And then a lot of his prime, where he spent his prime, was with the Saints, with Drew Brees. That guy gets two million six two uh, no two years sixteen million dollars, while Tyler Eifert, who struggles to stay on the field, just broke his leg like in half a year ago. Yep. Signs yep. two years, fifteen point five million with the Jags. How this makes sense to me, I don't know, because it doesn't. I don't know how you feel about this, Chris, but it kind of boggles my mind a little bit. I like Tyler Eifert, but what kind of deal was this? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I like Tyler Eifert as well. I think, you know, as you mentioned, when he is healthy, he's a very solid tight end. Uh, but that's the big, you know, when he is healthy, that's that's the big major component. He's usually out, um, even if it's not a major injury. You know, he did break his leg uh, about a year or so ago. Um, so that's obviously going to end your season. But he has had some... Other issues, whether it be elbow or, or knee problems, things like that, foot problems. Um, and, and the problem with that is he's almost certain, like you're almost positive he's going to miss at least three or four games of the season uh, almost every year. Um, obviously, like we said last year, he missed with a broken leg, so that, that's more of an accident. You're not coming back from that. But it's, it's, I don't think he's going to make a whole season. And if he does, you know, good for him. I'm rooting for him. He is a great tight end. Um, but... It's it's a tough kind of – I wouldn't be paying that uh, that much money for a guy that we're not even positive is going to make it, and then you're going to get your money's worth. Chris, I got some breaking news here. The Colts are signing former Vikings cornerback Xavier Rhodes to a one-year deal. Oof. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't know either. It could be a steal because it's one year, but we'll have to see. It could be, but I, I just Xavier Rhodes was not doing well last year at all. No, not at all. But you get him on a one-year deal, and you're not paying him as much as the rate. The the Vikings signed him to a massive deal. Oh yeah, at the Which time. At time and at that time, very, he was very well elite. Presented. Yeah, he did. But that's big. But that's it, big right there for the Colts. It it really is. I mean, I don't. I mean, they don't. Yeah, I feel like they haven't had many great corners or. I don't, I don't want to say great, but very big-name corners. I feel like I haven't heard much um, out of them. So, so I mean, hey, one year, like you mentioned, you, know, you can get see what you can get out of him. But uh, Well, let's not forget, he did end up on the Pro Bowl roster this past year. 
because of some of the injuries. Well, I mean, you have some of the injuries, and, and I know a lot of times Pro Bowls as well, um, it is a popularity thing. There are a lot of times players that are better that end up not making it uh, just due to the fact that their team is not doing well um, or they're just you know not talked about in the media as much. All right, so let's run through this too. We don't have any details on the actual deal. We just know it's one year. Um, the Bengals okay. are breaking the bank, and a lot of players this offseason, a lot of three-year deals in particular, the Bengals ended up signing uh, – Safety Von Bell, three years, $18 million. I don't have all their signings mm-hmm. on me right now, but a lot of three-year deals going around, especially Trey Waynes. They signed like a three-year, like three $42 million deal. Yeah, go yeah you got a lot of money. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. But they are breaking the bank on a lot of guys just out of impulse, I guess. The Saints also signed DJ Swearinger to a one-year deal. That should uh, help out uh, Malcolm Jenkins as well, who just signed back with them recently. Yep. Uh, let's go past here. The Saints also restructured Janoris Jenkins' contract. Uh, from what he had with the Giants. It makes it a more team-friendly deal. I don't have the, the details on me right now, but he's going to come back to the Saints. I still think he could do pretty solid with the Saints, even though he was awful with the Giants. I think just in a different situation, he should be able to do a lot better. And he hasn't been with the team that long, so the more he, accumul- he uh, accumulates himself with the whole scheme and everything like that, he should be okay, especially if they restructured his contract to fit better. Um for the team as well. Peyton Barber ended up signing with the Redskins on a two-year deal worth up to $3 million. 600000 is guaranteed. Sounds like a small deal, but Chris mentioned to me, I almost forgot, they still have Adrian Peterson coming back to, for his third year um, with the Redskins, as well as having Darius Geis, who's coming back as well, and they both have issues with their knees, so you bring in Peyton Barber, it adds some depth. Uh, Kendall Fuller ended up signing with the Redskins. He comes back um, after a small stint with the Chiefs. Uh, where he won a Super Bowl ring, and let's talk about this. We have been waiting. I've, I've been waiting long enough. I'm ready to talk about it. The Rams' <laughs> new logo. What do we think? Uh, see, it, I'm not a huge fan of it, and and what really kind of blew me over the and, and made me definitely not be a fan of it was uh, I mean, I know you get a lot of your information from this page as well, but I follow that NFL memes page. Yeah. Um. They, they post some, like, good stuff and all that. Sometimes it is breaking news, but a lot of times it's just making fun of stuff. Um, and, and the guy, like, the logo was was released, and within a couple minutes, the guy, like, put on some little, like, finishing touches, so, you know, maybe, like, with the eyes, you know, put some color in there and put some detailing along it, and it looks so much better. It looks phenomenal. Just, yeah. And, but and it's, I'm like, too late like, now. Was, they can't change it. Yeah. And it's like this this guy is just some guy on Twitter, and he just made the logo look so much better and made you guys look even worse. What I'm confused about is that when it was leaked, obviously the Rams and the social media pages and like everyone else is going to see the reception to it. Why not look at it kind of like what happened with the Sonic movie and like, all right, we got to change this. Like, you know, like before, it, before it's too late, we got to change the way it looks. Uh, everyone hates it. And they just released it the way it was before. So it's kind of like, yeah, F everyone else. We're putting this out there. I honestly hate it. It looks like a Chargers logo. I don't. I, I hate how it looks. The L and the L A. Like no, you had it right before. Just make some minor tweaks to it. Like they kind of changed it before. Where back then when they were still in St. Louis, where it was like kind of like a gold and like a dark, like a navy blue. But then it turned into like a white and navy blue, which I kind of like too. But you also kept that yellow in the aspect as well. But now they're kind of owning the yellow and the blue. But I, I just, I just don't like how it looks. It doesn't fit. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't know. 
I'd rather, I'd rather have the finishing touches one <laughs> that people were posting. But yeah. It just doesn't make sense how you see the reception right in front of you because it was leaked on a hat and everyone hates it. And you're just like, yep, we're still going to do that. <laughs> doesn't make sense. I know that. But that's that's what happened last year with the Jets uniforms as well. Those got leaked early. And, I don't, I don't, uh, mind, I don't mind them. Like, I don't I mind hope. them. They got to wear those black ones more, though. Those are fire. Well, that's the thing. I don't like the green ones. I like the black ones a lot. I like the black ones, too. But they, but the thing is, that's not their primary color, so they really can't. Yeah, that's the thing. Because the green changed. It used to be a darker green, and now it's that like white green, so it, it just looks off to me. But What, what do you think of the quote-unquote quote new Chargers logo? It just, I didn't know that it was it was happening, and then uh, I just kind of saw it. It kind of came out like, of nowhere. It's just like, nice, you put a squiggle under the A, congratulations. Like, yeah. what is different? You said the font is different? I couldn't recognize it. You put them next to each other, <laughs> I don't I don't know the difference. I just saw the squiggle. I think mean, that's the most obvious one. Yeah, it was not. I mean, I guess, you know, it, it, I don't mind it. I guess, you know, you don't want to make it too dramatic to change. Um, it... it, it I guess, you know, fits what they're looking for. Nothing crazy. Because as we just mentioned, you know, with the Rams, they completely changed it. Now it's like, well, you didn't need to change it. And I feel like if the Chargers did the same thing, I feel like if they completely changed it, they didn't really need to change it. So I feel like there was no reason to have a whole new makeover on their their logo and font and all that. I don't know. Let's go. Is there any other other teams that are looking to change their logo? As far as we know, maybe not this year, but possibly next year. Uh, Not that I know of. I know uniforms... I know in terms of uniforms and stuff like that, there's the like the Browns are, are changing the uniforms again too, right? I think so. Yeah. I think it's uh, I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but it could be them. Uh, I know the Falcons are, the, the um, Bucks are, the Patriots are. Um, I, that might be it for jerseys because then I mentioned you know the Rams and the Chargers are changing the logo. I'm not sure. There might be one or two more that I'm missing, but there's a lot. Yeah, true. All right, so I just needed to put that out there because that's something we needed to talk about. That's a big change in the league right now, and I don't like looking at it at all. <laughs> um, but the, a big thing in the news right now um, in terms of the Patriots, like you mentioned before, they released their longtime kicker, Steven Goskowski, who has, I think, like the fourth most playoff appearances for any player in the NFL ever. He's 36 years yeah, old. He, Why did they yeah. make that move? Do you, I, what do you think? No, I don't know. I mean, they're not. I would hope they're not drafting a kicker. So. But it was like the first time in a very long time he was like genuinely injured, and he had to like miss time. And they're just like, "Yep, you're out of here." Yeah, I don't. I don't really know what their plan is. I don't. Again, I don't know what his deal was. I don't know if he had like a relatively big deal uh, in terms of kickers because he been there for so long and they were just kind of like i was gonna get someone cheaper i don't know he also missed a lot of kicks this year too so that definitely does factor into that i'm not gonna forget that but it's like you lose faith on him or like right away when he's been there for like a very very long time he's like one of the longest tenured players yeah like aside from tom brady yeah it's it's been uh it, it has been a while that he's been there i just i don't I don't really know. I don't think it's anything too crazy to worry about. I think they have other problems to worry about right now other than their kicker. But um, just, just a, yeah. The only reason it made headlines is because of who he was. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, it's a kicker. I guess kind of. But I feel like Zaskowski, he's, he's going to find another place to kick and he's going to be solid. Listen, he won three Super Bowl championships. And 
he's been there since 2006 up to 2019. He was a fourth-round pick, which is pretty high mm-hmm. for a kicker. Oh, yeah. And he worked out for them. So maybe they do draft one. But uh, he made 87.4% of his field goals. That's over his whole career? Yeah, he made 367 out of 420. And that's for his career. Not bad at all. Not bad at all, yeah. They got rid of him. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens there. I guess they're just cleaning out guys that have been there for a while. Who knows? Like, the next thing you hear is like, all right, Julian Edelman, get out of here. We're restarting this whole thing. Starting from scratch. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. What else we got? So, we got Philip Dorsett. He signs, a, I think he's signing a one-year deal with the Seahawks. So, he's out from New England as well. He was in free agency anyway. The Jets re-signed Jordan Jenkins on a one-year $5 million deal. The Jets also re-signed James uh, Burgess on a one-year deal. Uh, Brandon Copeland signs with the Patriots. Not sure of the details of his contract, but that's where he's going. And a big thing that I just saw right before recording, and I have this in here in my notes, is that Lamar Jackson is suing Amazon for allegedly selling unlicensed merchandise. So, for example, people are selling T-shirts that say, not bad for a running back, and other sayings as well. Uh, But that is officially going down. Lamar Jackson is suing Amazon. Interesting. Not the uh, headline I figured that would be going on no, but in part I, of the offseason. No, but that's what I saw. So I figured I'd put that in there. And now we're going to sue re-signs with the Bucks on a one-year $8 million deal. Um, they should be pretty solid because they also bring back JPP. They put the franchise tag on Shaq Barrett. And that defense is going to continue to be a, uh, one of the better run-stopping defenses in the league. And on top of that, that whole offense is basically revamped because you bring in uh, one, of the, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to ever play the position at quarterback to come in and play. So I'm sure he's going to give those guys a break, and uh, they're going to be pretty solid, I think. But, again, very tough division. We'll have to see how all that works out. And a lot of change may not be so great for a team. Again, a lot of names sound good, and the number they got them back for sounds good. But who knows how all that is going to apply. Uh, let's talk about Falcons for a second. They signed Laquan Treadwell. Their whole offense is basically now first-round picks previously. And I listened to this on part of my take, and they said – for some reason, if you end up being a first-rounder and you end up kind of sucking throughout your career, but you find a new place to go that's kind of a decent situation, and you remember, like, oh, that, that dude was a first-round pick. Like, you kind of forget, like, oh, we may have gotten a steal here. Like, it kind of, it kind of like, yeah. flips your mind a little bit. It's kind of when running backs rush for 900 and, like, 84 yards and you're like oh that that, that wasn't that's not too that's not too great of a stat as opposed to a guy that got like a thousand and one you're like oh that dude's a thousand yard rusher he's solid you know what i mean so it kind of like it it tricks your brain a little bit what do you think of laquan treadwell signing he was awful with the vikings and there's no question about it he was a first round i guess quote-unquote bust i don't know if i should label him as that but he wasn't their number one guy by any means when you have a guy like adam thielen who just got paid a lot of money and before that, Stephon Diggs, before he was traded, and he got a, a big deal as well. And Laquan Treadwell is kind of like in the dust, and like even though he was their actual first rounder. Adam Thielen wasn't a first rounder. I don't think Stephon Diggs was either. I'll have to double check on that. But I don't know. What do you think of bringing him in to Atlanta? I mean, at that point, we really didn't have much of a of a slot kind of guy, a third receiver. Um, so I mean, if you're gonna bring him in, not really have much of a big deal. As you mentioned, he was a former first-round pick, so there there is some talent there. Maybe it wasn't shown within Minnesota. Uh, I mean, in my eyes, I don't look at it as anything too bad. I mean, if he if he ends up more being a bust and 
he doesn't really perform too well, well, it's all right. We're not looking for him to be our number one or number two receiver anyway. Uh, I feel like at this point we're kind of just looking at him for, for depth as that third kind of guy at least. Um, and, and, you know, again, if, if he does well, it's, wow, we just, you know, could have gotten a steal. And if not, well, all right, you know, all right, we'll move forward. We'll try to look for that, that slot guy. I mean, in my eyes, having a guy that not having a designated slot receiver isn't the end of the world. I feel like, you know, with the rest of the weapons that they have on offense, I think they'll be all right, even if he doesn't perform and going uh, back, too and, great. And going back to the Stephon Diggs thing, so like I mentioned before, Adam Thielen was an undrafted free agent. Stephon Diggs was picked in the fifth round. He was 146th pick in the 2015 draft. While Laquan Treadwell was there first. Yeah. Figured I'd throw that in there. Um, Prashad Perriman signs a one-year, $8 million deal with the Jets. Good luck with that. Um, he's not too good at catching, but he did have some – at the end of the season, he was doing pretty solid. But, again, Jameis likes to sling it, as you can tell from his numbers, 30 and 30. He likes to throw the ball a lot. Doesn't care where it's going, but if it lands somewhere, then, you know. I even had Prashad Perriman in my – I think he was in my uh, championship lineup, if I'm not mistaken. And he did pretty solid. He got me, like, at least 10, 10 11 points. Did the job. He'd get like seven receptions, 118 yards. So it's like maybe this could be good for Sam Darnold, but um, I don't know. It's it's not the same. They're not the same quarterback at all. You know what I mean? So I don't know if he's gonna That's get that exactly that usage problem, that he yeah. used to get. So one year, eight million. I you know, I guess, I, I guess that's not too bad of a signing for him. Patriots are bringing back Brian Hoyer, a familiar face who they've had in their locker room three times. I think it's his third stint with the Patriots. <laughs> But that quarterback room, yeah. that quarterback room is now Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham, and Cody Kessler. So we'll have to see if they want to draft a quarterback this year. Um, or do you think they should just drop everything and go with Stidham? And what's awful is they had GP Garoppolo. Yeah. And this would have been a great time <laughs> to probably use him if they wanted to. Maybe they wouldn't. Who knows the situation they would have been in. But do you think they should go with Jared Stidham? Or what do they do? Because the Patriots aren't known for trading up for anyone or making a major signing. We haven't mentioned it earlier. We still think the Chargers are a great destination for Cam, but he still could go to the Patriots if he takes a discount. But who knows? I mean, it's it's a really tough decision to make because I feel like uh, I feel like the Patriots in general have been losing a lot of people. I feel like a lot of their defense has, has dropped off. Uh, Tom Brady obviously left. Uh, the receiving game isn't too great either. I feel like for the first time in a while, there actually are some gaps that they need to fill. Uh, so, again, I don't know if drafting a quarterback right now is uh, is on their top of their priority. And I, and I feel like by the time maybe they figure out that they might need the quarterback, all the ones that they really would be considering might be gone. So they might be better off in free agency. Yep, we'll have to see what they do. Because uh, I hear Andy Dalton uh, flowing around in some of the rumors as well, which would be a very interesting choice to bring in. Um, but unlike Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar signs a one-year deal with the Raiders. I guess that adds a little bit more depth for them. We'll have to see what happens. I feel like the Raiders are going to be a very I, – I told you this. I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I'm already forgetting um, that the, the Vegas is going to be a pretty good 
place to go over the next couple of years. The fact that it's brand new, you're in Vegas, it's a new location that the NFL has never had before. So I think they're going to bring in some free agents, especially on one-year deals, maybe up to that three-year deal. That's the new norm in free agency now. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, Deion Lewis signed a one-year deal with the Giants. What would you think of that? I'm still not really sure what to think of it, to be honest with you. I was very confused. I didn't really – like, in my eyes, I didn't really understand. I thought some of the signings that they have had um, in the last you know week or two – some of them were a little bit questionable. That one I just I don't seem to understand because I feel like, you know, Saquon Barkley is clearly your guy. And I know he went down last year for a little bit. Uh, they needed some help there. But they also have, I think they still have Wayne Goldman. And I feel like he would he should be the, the solidified backup. So I don't, I don't know if they're going to use him more. They're going to look to do passes out of the backfield. I don't really know what they're going to utilize him for. He could, uh, even, that, he could even be best. cut before the season starts. So... We don't have to get too hung up on it. I think it's one of those things where Joe Judge was like, let's bring back a familiar face. And that's what he did. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, definitely a strange uh, strange signing that I, I didn't really – was very. I was confused. As we continue to wrap up here, cornerback Nikel Roby Coleman signs a one-year deal with the Eagles. I think that's an absolute steal for the Eagles considering that they just got Darius Slay. You bring in Coleman and have a couple of the other guys they already had on the lineup as well. Um, I think they had Maddox, right, who was on their lineup last yeah. year. He's the one who got hurt in the, the late-night game against the Packers. He wasn't too great, but I think he could still add a little bit um, of production if needed. But Nikel Roby Coleman signing a one-year deal with the Eagles, that's going to be pretty solid for them, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. The Redskins trade Quentin Dunbar to the Seahawks for a fifth-round pick. I think the Seahawks got, may have gotten a steal here. I don't know what you think uh, about this. I think so. I think so as well. For a fifth? And, whoa, whoa, there's a little bit of news here. I don't know who this is. But another. But the Ravens signed a long snapper. Uh, from the Tampa Bay Vipers in the XFL, I thought it was a quarterback for a second, the way the tweet was looking on my phone. But it ended up not being that. Anyway, Quentin Dunbar to the, to the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are making a little bit of moves here. If they bring back Josh Gordon, I think I think they'll be solid. I think Josh Gordon wants to come back to the Seahawks. If uh, I think he ended I think up tweeting he does that. too, yeah. Yeah. Um, one last thing I had here, if you wanted to add anything else after, let me know. But the Ravens re-signed Jimmy Smith to a one-year deal, one-year deal worth uh, $6 million. I think that's another steal because I think the past two years, like the every single time, like, I think like the first four weeks he was ranked as like in the top two in, in terms of corners and, and defensive backs, and then it kind of falls off later on in the season. But he's still pretty solid for them. He brings he bring, He comes back on a one-year deal. Um, I think that adds some more to the lineup that they already have in terms of D-backs. So good for Jimmy Smith on getting that deal back and going back to the Ravens. Ravens have a pretty solid defensive front. Um, and as, and uh, just a, as defense overall, they're making some pretty solid moves, including Calais Clambo, who we mentioned in last uh, week's episode. Um, but pretty much in terms of housekeeping and everything going on right now with the NFL and free agency, that's all I have uh, right now. Chris, is there anything else you wanted to add on what's going on in the NFL right now. One more thing I, I wanted to talk about, but I'll wait for you if you had anything left. Uh, nah, I'm just hoping that the uh, – at this point, I'm just hoping that the draft um, – I was just going to say that. I was just going to say On On track. 
I don't know if it's going to. And that's the one thing I wanted to talk about to wrap everything up here is that we're going to have to wait and see if the draft um, in the next month is going to end up being a thing still or if they're going to push it back. We have no idea what's going to happen. Um, wasn't there talks about like a virtual draft or something like that? Yeah, they, they've been trying to figure it out. And the benefit uh, that they really do have is they've had, uh, I guess you would say they've had a long time to try to figure it out. Uh, you know, looking at like baseball, for example, um, March Madness, things along those lines, they really didn't have much time to try to figure things out. Uh, so they had to all together either suspend or, or delay things. Um, but for this event, it's still basically a month away, even from now. Uh, so they, they've figured, I feel like they've had a lot of time to think about it. They still will have a lot of time to think about it, uh, to go over some options that they, they can use. So notable free agents still left, and I've pretty much covered all that. I almost forgot to mention all this, but Jadavian Clowney's still a free agent. Um, he's looking to lower his price uh, to get signed by a team because apparently people aren't biting on the price that he wants. Uh, Everson Griffin's still a free agent. He might be coming back to the Vikings. We'll have to see as well. Uh, Derek Wolf is a free agent. Uh, Zeke Ansah is a free agent. Cameron Wake is a free agent. There was news that he was going to be retiring. He said he was not. Michael Bennett is a free agent. Vinny Curry is a free agent. Uh, John Jenkins is a free agent. I, th I don't know if John Jenkins just signed with someone. He might have. Kerry Wynn is a free agent. Um, in terms of D tackles, Mike Daniels is a free agent. He signed with the Le the Lions after being released last season. Uh, Marcel Darius, Damon Harrison, Snacks Harrison, Dontari Poe just signed with the Cowboys, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, Timmy Jernigan, Jack Crawford. Who? Uh, what other names am I missing here? Corey Lugent is a free agent still. Uh, Marcus Golden as a linebacker is still a free agent. Clay Matthews is still a free agent. Nigel Bradham is a free agent. Alec Ogletree, Mark Barron, Anthony Ciccolo, Kareem Martin is a free agent. Vontez Perfect is actually a free agent. Chris, we mentioned that earlier. We didn't know okay, yeah. if he was a free agent, but he is currently a free agent. I think he's, all he did was sign a one-year deal. Michael Kendricks is still a free agent. Who knows if he's still going to go to jail for insider trading? We don't know. I think his court <laughs> dates keep getting pushed back. Um, I don't know if there's any other names I'm missing here. Let's go. Actually, oh, yeah, I am missing some good names. So, again, just doing some housekeeping here. That's all I'm doing. Um, cornerbacks, Logan Ryan's still a free agent. He's closing in on a deal with the Titans currently right now. Prince of Mukamara is a free agent. It's a pretty good pickup for whoever picks him up. Akeem Tlaib, Xavier Rhodes just signed with the Colts as we uh, broke the news here on the podcast. Ronald Darby is a free agent. Trumaine Johnson who was let go by the Jets. Uh, Jonathan Joseph, B.W. Webb, T.J. Carey, Brashaw Breeland, like you mentioned earlier, Brandon Carr, Morris Claiborne, Jason Verrett. Uh, Eric Berry, still a free agent. Eric Reed got released by the Panthers. He's a free agent as well. George Iloka, free agent. T.J. Ward, free agent. And did you know Greg Zerline's a free agent? I did not know that. He is a free agent, as well as Steven Guskowski. Ryan Suckup, Adam Vinatieri, Nick Falk, Cody Doink, Nick Cody Parkey. Yep, that's where the Patriots are going. That's why they let him go. Did the Falcons sign a new punter? Because Matt Bosch is a free agent. Yeah, they have uh, Ryan Allen. He used to be on the Patriots. I like Matt Bosch. I liked him too, but... Ultimately, what happened was he just got hurt, and then they were just kind of like, eh. So we, some, don't, we don't need to pay you. Some quarterbacks here that are also free agents. We mentioned Cam Newton, 
Jameis Winston, Joe Flacco is a free agent, Blake Bortles, Drew Stanton, Josh McCown, Trevor Simeon, uh, Blaine Gabbard, Geno Smith, uh, Matt Sims, New Jersey native. Uh, free agent running backs. These are some big ones. Maybe not a lot of people have thought about it, but Lamar Miller is a free agent. He tore his ACL. Maybe he's healthy by now. Devontae Freeman's a free agent still. Carlos Hyde's a free agent. LaShawn McCoy, free agent. Chris Thompson, free agent. Devontae Booker, Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, Jonathan Williams, who was kind of solid last year as a, as a fantasy pickup. Theo Riddick, Bilal Powell, Cor- Corey Clement, Isaiah Crowell, Kenyon Barner, Ty Montgomery, Amir Abdullah, Jay Ajayi, still a free agent. Alfred Blue, Jeremy Hill, CJ Procises, Procises, Procise, uh, Buck Allen, Javorius Buck Allen, uh, Robert Turbin, Mark Walton, Spencer Ware, Lance Dunbar, and Zach Zenner. Wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Des Bryant, who's looking to come back. Um, now that the Cowboys lost out on Emmanuel Sanders, maybe they bring Des Bryant back. Who knows? Demarius Thomas. I've been waiting. A, yeah, Demarius Thomas is a free agent. Ted Ginn, free agent. Demarcus Robinson. For some reason, there was a lot of news that the Giants were going to go after him. Don't know why. I'm, it's weird that he's he was even in the discussion at that point, but he's still a free agent. Geronimo Allison. I didn't know that he was a free. He's a free agent now. Chester Rogers, Richard Higgins, Jarius Wright, Tavon Austin, Dwayne Harris, Jerome Brown. Chris Hogan, Dontel, John Trell Inman, Jermaine Curse, Russell Shepard, Kevin White, and Justin Hardy. Uh, tight ends, Jordan Reed, Delaney Walker, Jeff Swaim, Charles Clay, and Lance Kendrick, still a free agent. And I think that's all I got. But those are some notable free agents out there right now. A lot of them aren't so notable. They're just names I read off the list of free agents currently right now. They're looking to get signed. Chris, that is all I have for today. We're kind of just doing some housekeeping on all of what's going on in free agency right now. Again, a lot of free agents still there that are looking to get signed. So we'll keep track of that going into next week. Anything else you wanted to add? Um, No, I think that that basically covered most of the uh, news so far. So... Looking forward to some of those guys being signed. So uh, the coming weeks, we have some more to talk about. Yep, so we'll wrap it up here. Thank you guys for listening. Stay safe out there. It's a pretty weird time going on in the United States and around the world. So, again, social distance yourself. Stay healthy. Um, take all the precautions that are needed right now. Everything that's going on in the news, pay attention. Follow the rules that they are telling you. This is something that we haven't seen ever in our lifetimes, and I'm sure people like our parents and grandparents haven't seen this either. It's a very, very weird time right now. But, again, stay safe out there uh, and do what you have to do to stay healthy. Um, so if you want, uh, you could follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Franchise Tag Pod. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as soon as we're all able to come back in the studio and record in person again. I know we just did last week, but now this is getting worse and worse every week. We don't know when that will resume. But if you want to subscribe in the meantime, before contact comes back, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Franchise Tag Podcast. Um, and if you like the podcast... Um, if this is your first time listening or if you are a returning listener, we appreciate it. Make sure you tell a friend if you enjoy the podcast. Um, and uh, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Give it a five-star review if you can. It will definitely help out the show. We're available on all other podcasting platforms as well. So if you do not have Apple Podcasts or Spotify, where it should be available everywhere else you could find us. So other than that, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week.